Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 198. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sineski. Hello, sir. Hello there. Oh, how are you doing today? Good. Hello, viewer, listener. John Q and Jane Q. Well, viewer you're and listener. probably listening to it alone, so I'm going to refer to you as singular. Well, you're a car guy or a car girl, so yeah, very likely yeah. alone. So, full of your. <laughs> and now that we've established that. Now we've destroyed the fourth wall. <laughs> Thank you for the brief time that you were listening. Uh, before we get into topics and things, I'm going to go ahead and do the standard Patreon thingamajig. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this webpage, you will find a direct support mechanism for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. All right, moving right along. I bumped my microphone again. I moved it right side up like two months ago, and it's been just a constant barrage of me hitting it. But I can see better now. That's good. I, I'm going to say that this is still worth it for me you anyway. Have to, you have to get used to it. And honestly, when you, when you listen to it on... That doesn't come through on the recording. Yeah, I don't it's know just, why. It's just us, and it throws us off. Yeah, and we're like, oh, oh sorry. And we just like to apologize for no reason. So yeah. if you ever hear us apologizing, trust me, it sounds really bad on our headphones. You're just massive banging noises <laughs> in our head. Basically, like a oh, what do they call that? It was a yeah, a, like a, it's from the far east, and it's a gong com- percussion. It's like a gong, but it's the little pots that like sit on wooden racks. Oh, gamelan, gamelan, yeah. Yeah, it's like a gamelan in our headphones. So that's not an obscure reference to start the episode. I don't know what Actually, it is. Here, tap it again, real quick. No, it sounds like a Majoram uh, drum. You know, the Indian drum? Where it, it does. Goes, doo-doo. Yep. Yeah, it it's sounds like It's a really girthy, voluminous thing with a very tight yeah. skin on top. Yep, there we go. And then if, it, if you hit the, the bass right there, yeah, that, that's a little bit more echoey, and that sounds like a, uh, I think it's called a Joel drum. You can actually is, hear the spring. It's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyway, now that we've destroyed <laughs> God damn it, our listenership even more. <laughs> we're, we're just really trying to weed it out. You know, you know. By by this time next year, we're just gonna be releasing music videos on T style and just like on the Bollywood dance floor hits. <laughs> just we're just gonna like upload a really really faint track of uh, synthwave or retrowave underneath re- it. Re- oh my god, yes. Why does that not exist? I need... all right. So me and a friend of mine were actually gonna get together during COVID and start working on a synthwave project. And I think I'm going to try and throw in some like Bollywood dance, like sound, like, like sort of sounds to it. That's going to be awesome. It's my two favorite music like styles. Anyway, what kind of beer are you drinking? Uh, I'm not drinking beer right now. Neither am I. What kind of beer have you been drinking? Um, I don't remember. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Whatever was left in the house. I think I actually had good stuff left because Corey drinks all the garbage beer. So I had to go to the main fridge and I think I finished off all my left hand milk stouts. Okay. And some heavy pilsners or something. Yeah, I've finished off all of my beer, and I've actually been playing a lot of Cyberpunk, and they, like the drinks that they have in Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. delicious. So, How do you know? Because make them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they tell them, they, they, they say... Oh, yeah, this, 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 and this. Like, they give you the recipe on how to make it. I've heard it like paint by numbers, but this is like a drink by quest yeah apparently yeah and it's great because like i would get into that yeah the the jackie wells is like now one of my favorite drinks and that's a mexican meal where it's uh ginger beer tequila and lime juice and it's wonderful well i would pass out by the time i got into the game but yeah. <laughs> sounds good. my aunt gave me a 25 dollar gift card to total wine Despite not knowing that I don't really drink, mm-hmm. and um, I don't go to Total Wine because a manager followed me around the store, creepy, and uh, asked me for my ID, and I accidentally gave him my teacher ID, and he was like, "You're a teacher," and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "You look too young to be a teacher," okay. and I gave him Fuck my off. actual ID, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't think you would be that old." And wow, I was like, what a dick. <laughs> I know, right? So he called I, her old, and he said he just, like, tore her apart. So I, um, yeah, but I used the gift card. I mean, I had to. It was free $25. <sighs> I go there because He the has since been fired, though. Store. Yes. Good. Because we went to the Excellent. same store in accident, and he was not there. Yeah, and, he was and like the, the new manager helped us and was really nice to me. Well, so. perfect. So I yeah. no problem anymore. Yeah, we, we are now going back to Total Wine. Um, Again, that's the closest liquor store here. It involves the most right turns. Yeah. The yes. MGM is the same distance, but it involves left turns, and I'm not about that. Also, every light going all the way down Highway 5 is just a dinner light. It's awful. Like, turning... Today was pretty bad. 
I got shot. Uh, there was a cop that came through right as I was turning out of Audubon. Oh, I'm like, no. you would have been handy earlier. Oh, Could so, have the, so then, you. then you had it took you another ten minutes to turn left. No, luckily I was in a long queue of waiting, and then of course the light ignores the left turn. But then the cop came through behind me, so then it turned oh. the light green. Boom! Perfect. And then it took at least eight or nine minutes for the person in the front to realize that it had turned green, mm. and then I just got through. I would have ran that light. If I would have had it involved that, but it didn't. I didn't. It's such need a bad to. light. It's a horrible light. It really needs to be a uh, what do you call it? The flashing yellow. There's oh, yeah. no reason it shouldn't be. Yeah. It re- well, actually, no. You know why it shouldn't be? Because if somebody misjudges the distance, you're getting. You're not getting hit 30 miles an hour. You're getting hit by somebody that's going 70. Because you know whatever. But I mean, that's the thing. That's why they don't do it. Like you're right. It would be really nice if it was. But I understand from like a like a city planning perspective Fine. why then it's put not an inductive loop. Yes, seriously. There. So it knows should. when there's somebody waiting. Yes, yeah. it absolutely should be like that. So, yeah, because anyway. they've stopped doing that with, I noticed, especially in the city where there's a lot of people walking, so they don't have to mm. touch the uh, walk signal. The beg button? Yeah. Uh, I do like that they've term. They've put them all back on timers, and it's so... The Indeed. only upside to timers, all the lights by my house are on timers. When I leave in the morning, I know for sure which way I take, based on which cars are in front of me or not. You know, if I if there's yeah. one car in front of me and it's turning left, I go straight. Because that, that person will go too slow and I'll hit a red arrow. Yeah. I feel like I've mentioned this before, but Normandale Avenue in Bloomington, mm-hmm. like 100 where it turns into like a street, uh, that is all timer lights. And if it is like 10 o'clock at night, if it's 8 o'clock at night, there's nobody on that road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you will be sitting there. You will hit every single light. And it's one of those things like when I take Jana home, like it's one of those things where my drive back might take me 10 minutes if I don't get any lights. If I get every light on there, it will take me 40 minutes to get home. Yeah, it's... It will... Cause every <laughs> what light, speed do you have to go to get them on green? Like you can't. 43 <clears throat> miles an hour. 43. But, but I mean, even then you can't because... There is either forty three no, or forty seven. Th- sorry, no there is there's one light <laughs> that is not on a timer. Oh. In all of it, and it screws everything up. It's uh. Hundred and Second Street is not on a timer, and that will screw up everything it's else. The, that's the street that goes to the school, so yeah. it's not on a timer. Oh, for this is yeah. one one light, and so, and the most annoying part is this, the hill to like get to Janice's house. You're going uphill, and you're driving southbound, mm-hmm. and this hill is entirely iced over. Mm-hmm. in winter and you will hit this light for no reason in the middle of the night and then you will not be able to get accelerating again because it's like a 25 percent great awesome yeah it's a I'm huge i'm sure grade. they don't care for the road enough yeah I, no of course not and it's always completely iced over and you cannot get up it, like i've seen people with all-wheel drive and snow tires spinning all four tires yeah. and sliding backwards because they got hit it's... with a stupid light mm-hmm. i frankly run the light if it is, if well, it is thing, red light cameras are illegal in Minnesota. So yeah, I just I, I run the light if it isn't like if yeah. there if it's the middle of the night and there's nobody clearly nobody there. And there's been cops on the other side that see people run these lights and they don't go after them <laughs> because they know like the, the cops are probably doing the same thing because they have worse tires. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've one of the things I did um, when I did have a police officer behind me, I stopped at that light and I accelerated, and this is when I had my Subaru. Mm. Uh, so I had all-wheel drive and snow tires, and I had it in four-wheel drive mode, and I was spinning all four tires, and I was sliding back towards the police officer, <laughs> and the police officer's like, doesn't know what to do, because <laughs> there's like a bunch of cars behind him, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do in this situation. What do you do? You're the reason I stopped here. There is nobody here. We just sat at this light for five minutes while my car was overheating for no reason. And now, didn't I mean, he like push you up the hill no, with his bull bar? No, he, he didn't. Oh. Do, he didn't do that. But like, he, he definitely like awkwardly backed up and took like a fifteen point turn to get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it in the second gear, and then I let off the throttle entirely. I let the car coast its way up the hill, and I coasted all the way to the crest of the hill, and I started accelerating. It took me 15 minutes to get through that section. <laughs> yeah, the Sienna has trouble. So bad. The Sienna has trouble with that hill, and even with all seasons, that van doesn't have trouble with it. Well, things. you also have semi-trucks that use that hill, too, because yeah. the, the post office is around the other side of the hill. Mm-hmm. And that hill's and the, all the grocery stores are yeah, down the hill and that, there, too. And so getting like over that hill is the only way to get to the post office and to the grocery stores. 
Unless you take um, Old Shakopee, which, which was then taking want. three times as long. Yeah, they don't want semi-trucks on that road either. Yeah, so it's really great. We have a semi-truck that jackknifes itself and totally fucks up all of Bloomington's traffic because it just screwed up this one road that's like an artery. So I apologize to any listener that doesn't live in the Twin Cities right now because we've just gone on a five-minute rant about one road and intersection in Bloomington. <laughs> a second-room suburb of the town. Of but it's um, one of Buffalo, things, Minneapolis. Yeah, it, it just like totally screws up the entire city. <laughs> it's, it's just a small town. It's a city of 100,000 people. <laughs> it gets all screwed up by one street. It's so dumb. Anyway, let's and move. And that's West Bloomington, too, yeah. so yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Let's move forward. All right. Um, so we briefly talked about this in a previous episode, but I put it in the topics for today because it involved probably a little bit more discussion than we had time for. Um, companies like BMW with their classic program for mm. certain pieces that are really, really hard to come by. Mazda they will go Miata. through retooling. Yeah, yeah the, we just talked about Supra stuff. We talked about RX-7. We talked about uh, GTR, GTST, stuff like that. All of those cars at least have some program or impossible to find things mm-hmm. that will prohibit you from buying a car that's really close to good. Yes. Now lets you do that. So I wanted to ask the question, what other cars that we're aware of would actually benefit significantly from a manufacturer-backed classic parts catalog rerun? My, uh, off the, t- I, I didn't have any time to think about this, but off the top of my head, the number one thing, 88 through 2000 Honda Civics and Acura Integras. Because you could cover all of those. You can cover the CRV. You can cover the Del Sol. Uh, you can cover <laughs> earlier Preludes, earlier Integras. You can cover probably about half a Honda's catalog from the 80s and the 90s. Tinker Toys. With just like. Is that interchange? Mm-hmm. Like 10 parts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that would curb some stealing and theft? Yes. I, I, I honestly think so. Because think so. it's one of the reasons why, like, if you see. A Honda Civic with a, if you see an EF with a clean USDM front fender, uh, yeah, there, I can understand taking that off of that car because you cannot find them. You can find ones that don't fit. You can find the Japanese yeah, the reproductions. Yeah, you can find the Japanese reproductions where they have the Repeater hole cut out for the, the corner light. Okay. Um, but you cannot find the USDM ones without the corner light. Uh, hole. So yeah, I think that actually might help curb a lot of auto theft. E30s are in that same category because the E30s, factory oh fenders, God, yeah. the non-M3 ones anyway, have been out of production for like almost 20 years. Yeah, and a There's, lot of people like that car. They do, and they rusted out there because yeah. mm-hmm. they're a fender and people drove these cars. But like pattern parts have been out forever, but they don't fit for shit. And they're mm-hmm. super thin steel, mm-hmm. and oh. you can still get the Euro fenders, but they have the repeater light hole. Yeah, and you can still get convertible fenders, but they have extra metal on the bottom. So it's like, well. Now, a, a fender with, like, a little bit of rust perforation in the bottom is worth, like, $200. Yeah. Because, like, well, what do you do? You know, wow. anoth- another car, um, the Mark I Golf and Jetta. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. And yeah. Mark I Auto House, they do a really good job making almost everything for that. Okay. But as long as they do a good job. Yeah, yeah they do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Actually, some of their parts are better than the factory parts. That wouldn't but, take much. Um, like, th- this is also a car that was... In production for a very long time. It was in production until 2006 in South Africa. Um, so it's not like the parts are long gone. Like no. they still. It, they, well, at least the tooling, too. The yeah. tooling is around, so Volkswagen could easily make that. Um, so th- those are my first two. I think um, another absolute peanuts one that they could do that's really for an extremely niche market is vintage Subarus. Yeah, I was actually thinking about Subaru when you were talking about your last thing when you mentioned Tinker Toys. Yeah. Because you want to talk about a company that did Tinker Toys. Yeah, like Subaru. If Subaru. You can make five parts and you would service 30 years with a Subaru. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, if the only difference between a. Well, you can take a Subaru FF1, their first, you know, flat four engine car, mm-hmm. and it actually shares engine mount positions with a modern WRX. So you could take a FF1 engine and put into a WRX. What they really should do is remake the EJ25D closed mm-hmm. deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I should think... just make a better EJ25D because that engine is what everyone puts in their vans. It's yeah. what everyone swaps into stuff that they need it to be reliable in a flat four package, but just make the engine reliable, yeah, which it I never think... was. I think Subaru could easily uh, come in and do that. I think another... Well, another thing is with the popularity of motorsports with the EJ platform, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, companies like Dart could easily do that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think that would really necessitate a factory thing where it's just like that's like the one issue. Uh, well, not like the one issue, but I mean, like that's right. Like, but Subaru could do it cost effectively. Yes, they Whereas could. Whereas Dart, you're talking about a billet block. You're talking yeah, you're, thousands and it's thousands of dollars. It's gonna be bananas expensive. I think a uh, yeah a Subaru just a crate motor that's no frills. 90 Subaru platforms. I think would be a, a that'd be a shoe in for obvious candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think just knowing Subaru and their frugality, um, you know, doing the 70s and 80s cars because mm-hmm. the Brats are pretty popular sure um and then with the brat you can also get into like all their other weird stuff that right, nobody cares when you're about. talking brats yeah. and all those other cars you were talking interior trim stuff and that's and yeah. that's a harder proposition you were yes. talking about the c-pillar d-pillar trim what was oh it for the gosh, wagon it's impossible yeah um, but the, the, when that's the thing is like there's just there's some things where you just can't do it but that's the stuff you need to have repopped like yeah that's what the car really would benefit most from. and and that's the thing is that those are parts that are like just impossible facts. Every year is a little bit different. Oh, um, great. Thanks for rolling not, not Subaru quite, changes. Not quite every year, but it just is like... Just get longer self-tapping screws and it'll be fine. <laughs> but I mean, I've seen more along the lines of like, yeah, like interior pieces. So you can mm-hmm. get like the upper door panels for the EA82 Door wagons. seals. Yeah, door seals would be huge. Because right now, that's, that's a, a part big of why I'm not driving my wagon and why I haven't put any effort into it is... Pisses water into the car through all the wind, all the weather seals. They're just impossible, and that's why like that car's so backburnered. Like, it's like. But I'm, it's because of a stupid reason, which is why it would benefit immensely from yeah. having some factory there support. There's so many things that we had to ask Devo to fab for us because we would go to Subaru and be like, "Hey, do you have this part?" And they'd be like, "Actually, yes, we do." And we'd be like, "Holy shit! Okay, thank you." And then we would wait two weeks for the part, and then we'd go to the parts department, and they'd go. It's in our system, but we couldn't find it anywhere. Or like permanent back order. Yeah. Yeah. Or then there was another time where they're like, "Oh, we accidentally (laughs) gave your part to someone else." That was one. That was a real one. Yep. And Mm. we're like, Mm. "How do you accidentally give a part for a 1986 Subaru?" Can I can I explain this one? This one. Sure. I was. (laughs) I was, I was, my body was physically hot. With I had anger. to pull him out of the dealership. Like, we were buying My other body parts. was physically hot with yeah, anger. I dropped so. my wallet on the counter and I was like, I will be back for my wallet. But I, like, I had to drag him out. I was like, so was... mad. So, hang on, let, let, me, let me explain oh, this. Oh, this is amazing. So, you have the, oh. the up pipe from the exhaust manifold to the turbocharger. Yep. There's an exhaust gasket for that. <clears throat> Sure. Only fits this car. Great. Why wouldn't they just use like a T3? Well, it's a little bit smart. It's a, it's a T2.5. Oh my mistaken, god! Which it was an era <laughs> exhaust flange. Oh, it's a forklift turbo gasket. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it was used in era. So it's like this, and like the Mitsubishi like Starion GTR turbo, or the yeah Starion, and then the. Uh, Mitsubishi a, Galant Turbo. A small like, period turbocharger. Yeah, engine. like really, you know, cars are just as easy to find as a 1986 Subaru GL10. Interestingly yeah. enough, also cars that would benefit massively from factory Pretty much, parts yeah, supply. exactly. <clears throat> uh, and so anyway, I ordered this up. They had like one, and they like ordered it from New Jersey. It was like from their warehouse, like where they like kept parts for their car collection. <laughs> sure. It <laughs> gets to the Subaru dealership. I'm not going to name the dealership because I don't want to throw shade at them because they've otherwise been great. Yeah, uh, they made up for this. Yes, they've yeah. made up for this yeah. several times. Um, and I get there, and I go, yeah, I'm here for this. And they give me the part I got. Mm, no, that's T3. That That is for a WRX. And they go, and they look at it, and they look at the order number, and my order number was sent out to the shop, and they called the shop, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't for us. We threw it out yesterday. You what? <laughs> that was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one in Subaru Classic. <laughs> what What do I do now? Uh, they, High temp RTV? No, they they did. Uh, they sourced one from like like South America or Canada or something. Like they sourced it from outside of the country okay. and brought it in. Like overnighted it. Like they took care of me on it. But like I was like. As having an out of body experience, <laughs> my body was hot with anger. Is still what so I'm reading bad. back to myself over and over again in my head. So, like, if you ever one of those things like you, you, you like you get hot in the head, but like then it's just like beyond that, you just like you're like just like 
twitching and like sweaty and you just want to like break everything. It's that was not me. just that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things your body does like as your old fight or flight shit. Where, yeah, like, you were ass mad. Like your breath gets worse. Yes. Yeah, all parts of your body get hot and you turn red. It's literally that. It's like. I'm like, oh, I'm offended by what's happening to me. I was like, I've not been that mad in years. Like, that is like, that's still probably in the top five most pissed off I've ever been. Like, and that's why he's not allowed to go to the Subaru dealership by himself. I tell you, you know what? That's also a good reason why I stopped trying to restore the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's an LS swap. It's a drag car now. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm so mad at this piece of shit. Also, it needs a wiring harness, and I'm not Shocking. taking the time to make an entire wiring harness to make 110 horsepower. Shocking. Yeah. Also, there's your fourth F-bomb. Um, <laughs> so I'll go from my list. The <laughs> Z32 300ZX. And the reason why I say this, a lot of the stuff is available, but there are some parts on that car. I'm not even just talking the turbo two-seater. I'm talking yeah. everything. Where it's like, you could get one that's like, it's, it was modified 10 years ago, not mm -hmm. well. And you cannot buy it with the intention of bringing it back to factory because the parts don't exist to yeah. do it. So that's a big one for that car. The BMW E10, the 2002-1600. I say this, a lot of the stuff is still available. I was amazed I could buy brand new door seals for that car from BMW. But, but they were $430 each. Uh, what? Also, you can get the door seals but what about the clip that the door seal goes into that, like that's that. the belt trim but that that's kind of what i'm talking Those about don't exist. But yeah, yeah you, you can need, get halfway there you need the supporting parts <laughs> yes. too yeah like i can stop water from getting in the car now thank god it's actually watertight even with the old seals but a lot of stuff like that just doesn't exist for these cars like yes. just repop the front grills for god's sake like i don't want to pay some guy in latvia for like a set that's okay like four hundred dollars a side yeah just make like at the dealer it'd be cheaper make money on me but i want new ones yeah. uh the 1g and 2g eclipse mm -hmm. same thing one Those second do the cars exist though 2g's do yeah gs's like only like grams and they're automatic those they didn't rust engine. as much the first gens rusted a lot but they've also all been completely modified into oblivion but the beauty is the turbo ones blew up so long ago that a lot of them are still just sitting in garages That's a good point so those do exist and yeah. you can't fix them because of the parts not being there well also this is also mitsubishi where they can afford electricity on like tuesdays but not wednesdays right so, I, <laughs> i'm not holding my breath for yeah, this one for the same reason the starion isn't going to get that support uh next one this one could and should happen i'm lumping this together screw you guys toyota previa and the sw2x mr2 yes so the toyota previa you cannot buy windshield wipers for <laughs> thanks toyota <laughs> because they have a unique design ask miguel <laughs> they, they are unique. You know what he did? He drew, he bought a normal wiper, and he had to drill a screw into where there should not be a screw. Oh awesome. yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you know they like the two screw wipers like from the seventies. Yep. Yeah, it's like that, but the Previas are slightly wider. Anyway, so the Previa and the SW2X MR2 again. It's just it's little Toyota stuff pickup, like that actually. They have to make parts for that. But that's the thing is, like, if you want to, you, you can keep them running, but if you want to restore them and make them nice, sure. Camp. Okay. Yeah. Also, Datsun 510. Weird. What about the uh, Zamyad Z24? That one's still in production. Good. But uh, no, the Datsun 510 actually would be a great car. True. So that's a very sought after car where parts are less available for that than they are for the. Uh, Anything D10. I own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. The 510 just got left to die even though it's a great and it's, they're vintage raced how is yeah, that possible i have no idea how dotson like just totally screwed the pooch on that one like it I must be a lot it. of custom fab parts on those cars I, I can understand not doing it for a corona because sure. i th i like the rt40 corona more than a 510 but i know that i'm alone so, okay <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> so i think i'm gonna circle back then like any car that is relatively commonplace that's more than 20 years old I guarantee there are a ton of parts for every one of those things if you, that you cannot buy. If you go down the first page of Bring a Trailer and mm -hmm. you see the same car there more than once a week in a different car, mm -hmm. not the same vehicle, yes, that should have parts availability. Like, it, it's going to benefit everyone. It's not going to benefit the... For, the but, tooling will be paid for. Yes. You just... And that's the thing is we're willing to pay. I will pay three times as much as I normally would mm -hmm. for like, all right. So a normal door card, it's a card. It's not an actual 
right, door the, panel. Right, the but a normal cardboard. door card for a EA or a um, EA eighty two would be probably like eighty bucks. Sure, I would absolutely pay two hundred bucks for brand new ones with the factory upholstery on them in good condition. Like I would totally do that. They'd probably be more than that if they're upholstered. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like I would pay like right. exponentially it's, more. It's new, and I know it's good. So yeah, sure, I will absolutely pay that because I know it's not going to smell like black mold. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. Strange. I'm like a big fan of not breathing in mold. I bought a set of much better condition, but still not great door panels for the E10, and uh, they were quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because apparently tobacco on black two-tone door cards for an early 1600 <laughs> are uncommon. Shocking. And somebody drilled six and a half inch holes in my original ones for speakers. <gasps> what? No. All right, so. People, Straight through the metal trim. Pe- people <laughs> drilling holes into speakers, or into doors yeah. for speakers. Mm-hmm. Not I, even just doors. I feel bad for everybody that wants to own an MG at some point. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> every boomer is ham-handily, like... I don't even think they drilled. I think they just dribbled no, no, out no. a hole and they just skill sho- brand jigsaw with yeah. a wood blade on it. Yeah, and they just like handily shoved a speaker into the door. Yep. <laughs> like the what? Like the like end of the driver. You can see it like indenting the outside of the door. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, from the wood screws that they used to hold it. Oh, shit metal. Anyway. All the time. But like also with this, you like people are trying to be more sustainable now sure and it's not very sustainable even if you're buying like a new electric car that's just not as environmentally friendly as keeping an old car on the road correct and yeah. so like this port like these parts availability are going to keep cars on mm-hmm. the road for much longer All right and create less waste in the long run so it's like not even just for a car person re- restoration factor it like Cause I just think of like all my friends that just have a random car that they want to keep driving because right. it's affordable for them to repair. But one part not our car enthusiasts, yeah, it's our normal car friends. Yeah, so. and I can and then see there's, why like, they one part that just dooms it to the right. I'm like, oh, well, I, I can't drive that. Well, why not? I'm like, well, I don't make this. No, like, yeah, yeah, really? That, like, they well, do not make the shifter bushings for my car. Or I like, can't shift the car into gear. Nobody <laughs> makes a CV axle for X anymore. So yeah. the car is just relegated to the garage. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you can get custom ones, obviously. The but. right front axle for a Audi V8 Quattro at AutoZone has a $1,000 um, core charge. The uh, <laughs> front axles for an E30 325iX do not exist. Oh, <laughs> I see. In those catalogs. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I have like 12 of them in my garage. I'm just going to keep holding on to those. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to sell. I have control arms, front control arms, which have been unavailable for 22 years. And I have axles, which have been presumably unavailable for about that long, too. I hate IXs, but I will absolutely gouge all of the owners until there are no more of those cars left on the road. It's a good decision. And I'll burn the rest of the parts. Good. Anyway, so you have a topic. Or give them to <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, I actually, I would like to talk to. I would like to talk about BMWs because uh, okay. you know Chris Bangle. I sure do. I, he is a designer of Mr. Wags. He is polarizing. I. Although love Mr. Wags, I cannot forgive him for what he did to the Seven Series. Well, that was his first stab at it too. That was terrible. But uh, he's lost his mind. Well, yeah, we knew that a long time ago. No, no, I mean, it's really gone. Look, he designed a new EV design. He wants to break from traditional car design. Oh no! Is this the one that Sydney's boyfriend bought? No. Okay. That's a different one. Um, but if you scroll down. <laughs> it's Jeff. Ah, ow. <laughs> the uh, the eagle thrust. Both of the windshields go the wrong direction. Oh no! Look at the door. It's like a railway mover cab from a switching locomotive, and no. then they put it on a smart for two. Look up Jeff from Top Gear. No, it's we need to Jeff do a side is... by side comparison. Eagle, eye, eagle head, eye hammer, eye thrust. Whatever, it'll, it'll, it'll get me where I need to go. Uh, that is. Let me get a side profile. Actually, <clears throat> a better overall design than this. So we should have had Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, well, I have all the pixels there, but in the stream it'll look fine. Yeah, that's that's the same. No, I, I at least no. Jeff has Chris um, Bangle Associates SRI. Jeff has a better design language because they keep it cons- keep like a consistent theme. And it's built on a TVR. Yes, know? but they keep a consistent theme. This, however, look at the door. 
That's it's a it's from Menards. It is literally it's a patio a house door. door. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, then they have this random orange thing. None of this works. I, this is why I don't like Chris Bangle. Is this better or worse than the G Wiz? This is worse. Yes. I don't think this is worse mm. than the G Wiz. No, because the G Wiz is. Mm, I, I need. To see, let's put the G Wiz side by side. Mm. I like the G Wiz more. The G Wiz is cute. But yeah, they also look the same. It's it's the same thing though. It's just a plastic. It's the same. I like the G Wiz because it has got a windshield at least that goes the correct direction. I don't like either of these things. Mm. I feel like okay, so he took the trunk lid on the Seven Series and he swooped it in, and now he's like making up for that by swooping out the glass on this. Yeah, he also has a swooped in, <laughs> the swooped in rear window. <laughs> so so it's a six series. I, I feel like what he did. Is he took a concept of a, a delivery van from the 1950s and then tried to modernize it mm-hmm. in the worst way? Yeah, he took like an Art Deco fundamental design and then ruined it. Because yes, with, th- this with is brutalism. This is the yes. thing: is I like brutalism. I love Art Deco. I love cubism. And there's a lot of all of that happening. Somebody in this. who designed this read about some of those things. In yes, a book. that's yeah. what they did, and this is. Um, <laughs> This is like, yeah. This is describing. (laughs) This is what it's like when you try to describe a Picasso Mm -hmm. over the phone to somebody and they try to draw it out. Maybe that's a a telegraph. Yeah, Yeah, this is like this is like a telephone call trying to describe a Picasso and somebody does it. Describe cubism in eleven words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, mm. and that's the thing is like you've reached your eleven words. I should. I should (laughs) like all of the. I should like the scar because there's a lot of things that I like. And it's all implemented in the worst way possible. It's like the um, the Lotus, not the Eclair. What's it called? Uh, the Lotus Elite. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, God. That awful hatchback that they made in the late seventies. They where, made a lot of really awful hatchbacks. But I mean, like it's everything on paper. It's a list of all my favorite design cues put together in the worst way possible. And Chris Bangle's done it. They're on a modern vehicle, and this it's is awful. Definitely less than some of its parts, car. This is a terrible, terrible vehicle, and Chris Bangle should be fired from his own company. I hate Chris Bangle so much for this. Cause like, Do you he, hate Mary Barra or Chris Bangle more? Oh, Mary Barra by far. But I mean, like, I feel like Chris Bangle should just like become the in-house designer for Chevy so I can just really have absolute disdain. Oh, no, so, it's a sliding door. I love sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Like, I love everything on this vehicle. But it's implemented, yeah, individually. I love everything in this vehicle, and it's implemented in the worst way possible. Don't worry. This was a concept in 2018, and it still hasn't come to fruition. Oh, so I'm God. guessing we're going to be all right. God, it's so awful. <laughs> I hate Chris Bengel. <laughs> like, Is people, your body hot with rage? No, it's not. I'm not that mad. <laughs> but, like, Chris Bengel really just, he can he knows how to, like, get under my skin. <laughs> I just, I, we have to populate the list of people that Ryan just absolutely loathes. It's like Doug DeMiro, Chris Bangle, Mary Barr. Uh, There's probably Mike, more. Mike Manley. Mike Manley. Um, and then there's, uh, oh, fuck. Who, who's that no-town ass clown from Ford that got fired? Jim. Hackett? Jim Hackett, yep. He got fired, so fuck I, him. I love the office space quote there. <laughs> who's the no-talent ass clown that keeps winning Grammys? <laughs> I told those fudge packers I like Michael Bolton. Oh, Mike. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about something a little more uplifting. So, Yugos. Yes. Yay. I love Yugos. Woo. Oh, they should just remake those. So, in 1984, <laughs> uh, the, one of the two fathers uh, of the Corvette actually had an on-the-books yeah. on record attempt an endurance record attempt <laughs> in a base Yugo. I love that. <laughs> well, because he, he was he's from Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. I love that. So 1116 cc's. It's a Yugo 55, and yep. uh, we see here. Also, fun fact: 55 horsepower, 5.5 to one compression. Those were 5.5 to one compression. Yes, because it could run on anything. I was so, gonna say, how did that even ignite? So this is how the um, this is how Yugo actually like works is the 55 horsepower 5.5 to 1 compression base engine was the yugo gv great and, value yeah and then it's a great had, value the 
once you got up to the GVX, you had mm-hmm. 88 horsepower. Dude, what with a just eight point eight to one compression on fire. <laughs> and so, I also love that you could get even numbers with your compression ratio. So if they made a, a nine point nine to one, you could have ninety nine. What horsepower. if they made a diesel that was twenty one to one? Well, you have two hundred ten horsepower. I want a diesel, you go now. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I didn't actually read this, but what what, what did it, what was it? What, what was the the the, the record, record attempt? attempt? Yeah. Where, it, well, was it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. You know, you know. No. But, he, I, I hate scroll. reading a lot. Can you scroll up just for a, a sure. smidge? Sure. Uh, all right, go down. Keep going down. Why Talladega? Oh, so he did it at Talladega. That's cool. Well, yeah, I'm guessing it was a top-speed endurance run. But. I'd love that. For like the There's too many words to figure it out, uh, so we'll be back to you on... Let me, let me highlight all the words attempt. Yes. Ambitious attempt. To Ambitious set. attempt. Wait, wait, go back record. up. Go back up. Go back up. I saw it. So it was. Uh, it, he was going to set a ton of endurance records at Alabama's. So basically, what he's trying to do was he's trying to set a bunch of endurance records with a UOGV that just nobody had done. Oh. <laughs> so it, originally, it, it, there was a single mark road racing series planned for the UGA? Yeah. Love it. And that was, would have been the greatest thing in the world. And this must have been like a proving grounds attempt for the FIA. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Damn oh, it. Yeah. I wish that existed. Oh, I'm mad I am that it didn't actually come to fruition. Because these are all fiats. Like, that would have been really, really fun. And they would have had much better parts availability yeah. <laughs> with all those race cars blowing oh, by up. By the way, talking about cars that need uh, parts <clears throat> repop. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you know who's still in existence? <clears throat> is Estava their parent company? Oh. So they can make them. It's Estava. I'm looking at you. So we, we still a, have some Yugos in this country. I need a, I need a, a Estava Florida convertible top mechanism so I can buy a convertible Yugo and not live in fear my entire life. I just want a Yugo. A GBX yeah. would be so cool. But, I mean, again, it has to be something that sat in a barn forever. Because yeah. all of the interior pieces need to still God. be there and surviving. I want to use You, you so would bad. never be able to get parts for that ever again. <sighs> because, I hate to say it, but they're not going to come back with the, the historic no, parts catalog. However, it can't be terribly... Uh, it, can, it can't be terribly expensive to, like, buy Zestava as a company. Probably not. So, I mean, it's probably, like... These are probably still in production somewhere. I think, like, we probably have at least one listener that... at some point in their life will make enough money to purchase a Stava for the purpose of repopulating the world with Yugo parts. And if you can afford to purchase the Stava, you have a mission now to purchase them and make this happen. And make Yugos again. And make Yugos, because I want one. Just make them be electric great. or something. I don't yeah. know. Just uh, An electric Yugo if would you be could, so great. You could actually probably make like a cool little like low popul- or like a low production. Like production number like EV... Retro car. You just have to make sure you note that the compression ratio of the vacuum pump for the brake booster <laughs> correlates to the horsepower <laughs> yeah. that the electric motor is putting out. Yes. Otherwise, you will have lost anything that makes a Yugo a Yugo. Also, I think it'd be hilarious if you made it like all-wheel drive with like Tesla amounts of power and it just light up all four tires at any given moment. hundred percent. Like, this is exactly what every hipster wants. Right yeah, now. seriously, like. The only reason every millennial that watched Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist yes. doesn't own a, a Yugo is because they can't Don't find them. And if they can find them, it's a really dumb purchase because you can't fix it. Correct. Like, that's and the only reason why. They're aware of that because millennials, like it or not, are critical thinkers. Yeah, so. we are. And that's why it's... I, no, 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 no. I assume the we you're talking about, you two. I have purchased... I've almost purchased Yugos on several accounts. There was a occasions. really nice one for yeah. sale locally here, mm-hmm. like a year ago. We talked I, about it. I almost purchased one. Yeah, I almost. Well, I almost purchased one when I was looking at the CRX. I was looking at a like the world's cleanest Yugo GV, my I was CRX, very upset. or a um, Vauxhall Swift GTI, which is the Vauxhall knockdown kit of a Suzuki Swift GTI very that cool. was gray market imported. Yeah, would have been really cool, except like if. I, I, it was like close to a timing belt and I had no idea where to look. Yeah, um, he, so I he just didn't, didn't tell me about the Yugo because he knew that I would have been very mad that he bought a CRX over the Yugo. After, then Think right, how much nitrous you could put on yeah. that five and a half to one compression ratio engine. Near nil, I'm sure. 
tons. But anyway, heaps. Uh, then I almost purchased another one um, the first time I thought about selling the CRX. Okay. Right when I had like paid it off, and then yeah, uh, just uh, this summer thought about it again, and I've on three different occasions have not purchased a Yugo. And well, they've all been GVs. If a GVX showed up, boy, it would be hard to say no. Yeah, that's the thing is a GVX. A, that might be the ticket. Would be a clean GVX. Showing up at car shows and that. Ugh. Yeah. Perfect. God, we just. <laughs> we need to move on because just I'm gonna start saucy. looking at Yugos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Next. Up. Um, now, I actually want to talk about a car company, BMW. Again, Gross. Because I just talk okay. about BMW a whole lot. Yeah. Well, because I think BMWs oh. even embarrass themselves. Because BMWs, they added a front-wheel drive version of the 2 Series uh, Grand Coupe. I had one of these as a loaner. Front-wheel drive one? Yeah. I used no, to, I mean, it was all-wheel drive, but front-wheel drive based. They made just a front-wheel drive one, but they didn't do a press release or anything. They just added it to the lineup <clears throat> for people. It's like they're embarrassed of themselves as well. They should be. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a bad decision, BMW. Oh. BMW is now... Can you, yeah, yeah you, you can get a front-wheel drive A4 still. Because as I say, like... if Probably like the convertible. Well, you can get a front-wheel drive A3 too, I think. Okay, yeah. So you can get a front-wheel drive A3 and an A4. So you can get... BMW is just as crap as Audi now. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a Mini. So... I mean, um, they how much do these the cost? One. Uh, well, okay, a base spec or one you would buy? Let's do a base spec. About thirty grand. Mm. Now you tell me with a straight face mm-hmm. that a front-wheel drive automatic BMW 2 Series is better than a fully loaded Corolla. No, I won't tell you that because it's wrong. How about a fully loaded Mazda 3? The Mazda 3 is a great car. And if you're going to suffer through front-wheel drive, you may as well have a manual transmission to do it with. Yeah, I agree. And even if you had got an automatic one, still a better, still a much Mazda better 3 vehicle. is a much better-looking car, and it's a hatch. Yes, yeah. and even their sedan is better-looking than Also, this. I would have a G70 over that, Yeah, which is the same price. I'm just thinking of other cars that cost $30,000. Like, you can get, like, every... Yeah, a every Corolla hatch. Like, well, okay, what's all the stuff that, like, are car, cars of the year? So, yeah, every one of our cars, that. every car of the year we've ever done. Yeah. Pretty uh, much, except for the Supra, that's too expensive. But Yeah, but like, so this is the thing is. And not a sedan. You're not going to get heated seats. You're not going to get a heated steering wheel. You are going to get fake leather. Mm. You aren't going to get navigation. No, but you will get the screen. You'll get what? the screen that for not does having. nothing until you pay them extra. Yes. Just like the heated seats and steering wheel. Uh, so, which wait, I think wait, you can so buy a subscription to. Oh, yeah. Are now, in there, but you don't have access to them. Fun fact about most modern cars: even if you don't have the option, all the stuff there's just heating elements in the steering wheel and the seats. Uh, on, uh, on my on my van, honey, I have wiring for power folding mirrors and heated mirrors because it's they weren't. It's cheaper to make one. You component. make you make one wiring harness, uh, and then you just don't have. You just put a dummy on the end of it. Don't and with no, the, it's actually great for me because I don't have a BMW, and it's just like if I want to ha- have like. Power folding mirrors. I just mm-hmm. need the power folding mirror <clears throat> button and the power folding mirror, and then just plug it in. Yeah, there's no coding. It's really cool. Like on, on a, a Mazda. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. All those things that we mentioned that you don't get with this car, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, those are for free, extra, on the fully loaded Mazda 3 because they're just on the Mazda 3. So, <laughs> also, again, I've driven one of these. The new Mazda 3 interior is the nicer place to be. Really? I'm also, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm also wondering, does this actually have a better road feel than a Mazda 3? Because I don't think it does. Because a Mazda 3... I haven't driven a new Mazda 3. All right, this is the thing. is A Mazda 3 has Your dad always... Has yeah, my dad's had a okay. Mazda 3. Um, it has always had a road feel that is not equal to honda and toyota it is a road feel that you sit there going why is this front wheel drive because it honestly feels Mm -hmm. better than most german cars even yeah they drive better than like an infinity or something like that but Uh, i don't know i the one i drove was a it was a base engine so it was a 30i so the b48 but it was an all-wheel drive one and i will say i'm not exactly sure what type of all-wheel drive setup they're using i assumed it was haldex but I chucked it into a corner, and it oversteered. So 
and I didn't feel like a weird lurch as it was transitioning power, like an older Volkswagen all-wheel drive mm -hmm. or something like that. So it did feel rear biased, even though it was all-wheel drive, but this has none of that. So this would just plow. And the reason I took this out of the service lane as a loner was because it had the smallest kidney grills, if anything, there. Yeah. And I told him, I don't want any of these giant, nasty-ass kidney grill things. He's like, okay, I'll put you in this. They're still connected because they're too big. Yeah, it's way too big. But this is by far the most proportional you know set of kidney is? grills that was in that service line. Can you look up a 2020 Kia Forte? Kia Forte. Sorry, Kia Strong? Yeah. <laughs> now look at the front end. All right. That's just a Kia Forte. That's all it is. It's just a Kia Forte. It's the same car. Yeah. It is literally a Kia Forte now. <laughs> BMW's made a Kia Forte. It literally, it literally is identical. Literally, let me get one Kia from this Forte. angle. It's the <laughs> same car. Huh, okay, so apparently they must have gone on a joint venture here. Oh, oh look, God. and a Forte is 17.8. <clears throat> so you know what you can do for half the price of this? You can buy this car from Kia and get a better warranty. Yeah. Oh, or you can get it fully loaded. Get a Mazda 3. Or you can get fully loaded and still heated steering wheel. Or get a Mazda 3. Yes, or get a Mazda 3. This is a bad car. Do not <laughs> do not buy a front-wheel drive BMW. So, Actually, don't buy a BMW unless it's an M2, M3. That's it. We haven't done a... Or electric um, one. We haven't, we haven't done the Carbitrage like, Awards yet. I plan on doing that on episode 200. Okay. Because I wanted to talk about this car first. Because oh. this car's a shoe-in for worst of the year. Yeah, this dropped in 2020. Yes. Okay. Oh, it yeah. Did. I see. 2020. Yeah. It This dropped in 2020, and I think that this might possibly be the worst car of all of 2020. Ugh. It's going to be, by the way, it's going to be you know, a very short award ceremony. <laughs> I am not talking. I'm not going through in my head all the shit that happened in 2020. I'm just going to be like, hey, what's the best car? It's probably going to be a Mirage. Hey, what's the worst car? That. Like, okay, cool. Hey, what's the best collector car that represents 2020? Like, something like that. It's going to be very quick. Sure. What's the worst car? Two series front wheel drive. Yes. It's going to be like that. Now, let's talk about so, other vehicles. More BMWs. Remember back in 2010 when BMW launched the i Division? Mm -hmm. Yes. They did a great job sub, well, yeah, subdividing their production and their branding very clearly. Yes. If it had an i, it was electric or electrified. If it was a regular BMW, it was a regular BMW. Yeah. Great products. Yeah. They came out with two things right off the bat, the i3 all-electric and the i8 supercar Can hybrid thing. Can talk about how much I love the i3? Because I almost... They're both great cars. Also, they're sub-10 grand now, but so is a Chevy Bolt. Well, this is the thing. All right, so when I was shopping for my cars, yes. in my initial search, the i3 was up there. It yeah. was the i3. They drive so well, my, and the my, interiors are so nice. I had my, my weird thing was that it was an i3. It was a Fiat. Toyota Yaris or Suzuki Cappuccino. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I went with the Fiat because range. Uh, at, and it's also possible to find with forced induction on, like, a supercharged Yaris, which are almost impossible to find. Uh, and it, I can find parts for it was for cheapest, it in most reliable, and... American. American. <laughs> like, it was available here, so I don't have to worry about anything. So, and yeah. i3 is a great car, but it in the winter, I mean, it is... If you drive a fair bit, it is tricky sometimes. As I'm any lower-end GV is. thinking an i3 will be in my future because I love the stupid tires. The stupid tires. Oh, yeah, like, like the 12560R20s? It is 18535 The S R20. does in the back. Yes. All the regular ones are 125s and 135s. Oh, they are 125s? Yeah. yeah. But I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> but, like, the interior is still one of my favorite interiors of all time. It's I drove it's one, so and they're a nice. blast. Like, when I, when, I, when I drove one at Good Karma, mm -hmm. I didn't want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it back to the customer. Especially, I mean, the late ones are 43 kilowatt hours, too. You know, when I was driving, I was, like, hoping, I was hoping I'd find a weird vibration in it. Be like, we have to get this figured out. I'm like, obviously, I need to drive this to, like, Doom Buggy Express <laughs> down in, like, Norwood, Young America and back. <laughs> And the reason why the BMW's i-Division was so avant-garde and so good is they poached one of M's, and they later got poached by Audi, but they, they poached one of the M people. So, yeah. like, they knew what BMWs were, and they yeah. knew it had to drive well. But they let it die on the vine. I mean, the cars are still in production, but they didn't change them. Yeah, they I mean, they, like, silently updated the battery capacities a little bit, but they're still so far behind the curve on that. Also, I like this picture that we have from Autoblog. has bird shit on the car. Oops, there we go. It does. <laughs> it has some bird dirt. German bird dirt. Anyway, 
Sorry. I, I'm just, I'm so offended that BMW essentially let I die on the vine. I want to really know what's going on internally with BMW. Well, I mean, now they've got the iX4, and they're finally, like, just, like, knee-jerking their way into product to, like, try to compete in the market again. But, like, they're now, this article, the reason I'm bringing this up is they've committed to selling 20% of their total vehicles, BMW AG vehicles, as EV in three years. So two years now, Hmm. 2023. So, like, in order to do that, they're really going to have to kick funds into the I division again. And, like, is it too late? Is it not relevant anymore? Are they going to keep the product? It's fine. It's relevant because it's, you know know why it's relevant? Because the I3 is the only car that has reasonable kidney grills still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you can't get that on any other Remember BMW. how big those were, too, when they launched? Yeah, they were yeah, huge. Yeah, those were like, oh, those are big. No, these are reasonable. Like, I, there's a piece of paint in between them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's not one piece. This, Yeah, it's it's the BMW design language that was tolerable. Yeah, this is, I I think, but no, I, I think that the iDivision really should be BMW's, like, big thing for evs because it's, i think it's going to be their big thing period because as the next generation m3 and m2 die mm-hmm. and they get replaced by god knows what front wheel drive automatic crap well so this is this my thing you know bmw like you always every single bmw now has 323i mm-hmm. the i was for injected and splinting yeah and so the adding that eye onto that was the big thing for and that was probably in like 1975 like a big a big deal having the eye on your car. Yeah, it was around then. Yeah, like we are, you know, like whenever they yeah. when the, whenever they were first sure. released. Yeah, it was a 530 or a 530i. Yeah, it meant something to have like, the eye. Like that was the cool thing. So actually having the eye division, this will give the mark more of ca- more cachet mm-hmm. and it will actually mean something. It will actually have more um what's the word I'm looking for? I guess cachet will work. Cachet but, is pretty good. Yeah. But when you actually get something, when you see sorry chutzpah, yeah, when you when you see I on the name, mm-hmm. like because people would <clears throat> see the I three, they go, oh yeah, they also made the I eight, mm-hmm. which is like super oh that's that car funky looking thing. electric thing, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they look at the I three and go, well, that's weird. It's the same thing as and they're like yeah, but it's made by the same people that did the I eight, so it must be cool. Just and like actually, yes, it is very cool because it's real drive and it's the size of a refrigerator. So uh, yes, an excellent interior and heat pumps. Yeah, I mean, heat pumps. Yeah, it's a very cool car. But like the non-Rex ones, anyway. I think the important thing with I is you need to make sure that it is still viewed as a premium product and not yeah. as a shittier product. Yeah. Uh, and that's gonna be very difficult for BMW right now because BMW doesn't know how to make a premium product right now. Well, I think it's gonna take over the Halo from the M division. Yeah, I well, the M division doesn't mean anything anymore. Right, but like, what if the M division goes all electric and M turns into I? That's fine. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, M doesn't mean anything. They've totally right. fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, that they've name. watered that down. <laughs> yeah, it's like S on Audi. So, like, you see all the S line garbage? Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean anything. It's, it, there isn't AMG on the AMG. I've uh, literally seen an S line CVT A4. So, you see, you go, ooh, ooh, ooh. S line, cool. It's going to be an S4. No, no, no. It is a CVT A4 convertible <laughs> with the S line trim package. Oof. Yeah. That's so, a, a three a B6 3.0 front wheel drive CVT A4 mm-hmm. convertible. Can you think of a worse Audi product? No. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is like now you can get like let's play Russian roulette with components. Like cuz but like now you can get like the M235i. You can get the well, you look at the an M- X1 M35i like it's a it's a it's a Mini Cooper Clubman. With BMW badges stapled on it, and then there's 11 M badges on it. Yes, that's and literally what it means. It a means grenaded nothing. grenaded four-cylinder engine that's... No, 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 but no. If you have the I trim and you don't and you don't totally screw it up like you do with M... Right. Like, if you have... So they have, like, all the I cars that mean electric. Mm-hmm. But if you keep the, the, like the spotlight on the actual I brand and you make cool I products, if you continue yeah. to make a... M1 equivalent iCar like the i8 was. Yep. If you continue having a Halo car for the i brand, mm-hmm. that will keep this as a premium product and yep. that will help BMW move more cars. I agree. Yeah, if you keep it premium, they will transact higher and yes. you'll be better off for it and then we'll be less angry because at least you're making good product. And that's the thing. Yeah, it's like it's always it's about the brand recognition 100%. And every time a car, a car company kills their Halo car, the company itself sucks. 
because the halo car is a representation of what the company stands for. Mm-hmm. That's why Honda, when they didn't, every year that Honda's not made an NSX, they have sucked. Mm-hmm. They brought the NSX back, and they are much better than they were in oh, 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Honda, eight years ago, irrelevant. 08 to 2012, 2013, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> who cares? And, yeah, and, and that's they, what BMW's doing right now. And they got, like, they turned around 100% with the 10th generation Civic. They And that was right after they released the new NSX. Mm-hmm. The new NSX is not anything special, but, I mean, it still is a representation of them as a company. And right. having a halo car is a good representation of the company. That's why Chevy is able to keep going because they have this halo car that says, don't worry, we, we still also know do what stuff. we do. Yeah. We know <laughs> what we're doing, but we also need to keep every, we need to keep Karen happy too. But when you don't have a car that says, we know what we're doing, it just says, we're just trying to make Karen happy. Yeah, and then you that turns into your entire company. Yeah, that turns into your entire company, and then within 10 years, you're in Mitsubishi's shoes. Do you think BMW is going to end up turning this around or no? I hope they do, but I honestly don't know. I I, have, I think if they can keep I going, they will. If they can't, I don't. I have no faith in them as a company right now because I don't. I can't think of a single person that works at BMW that I can think of by name that knows what they're doing. Yeah, everyone that I know that was good has yeah, long they since aren't left at BMW. There's nobody good at BMW right now, mm-hmm. and that's why I have no faith in them as a company. And that's why, like Toyota, I have all the faith in the world in Toyota. GR. Yeah, like I Akio. But a couple Toy- of years ago. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, well, this thing is, as soon as Akio Toyota turned around, I was like, I am on the Toyota train mm-hmm. right now because I believe in Akio. Uh, I don't believe in whoever the hell is the head of BMW. It doesn't I matter. I cannot name them. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. I have, frankly, have more faith in, BM- in Volkswagen as a brand than I do in BMW as a brand, and that is not something I say lately because I do not like uh bmw uh and he was a brand at our brand that i actually have absolute faith in is uaz <laughs> okay was <clears throat> yeah because uaz they they make the only car still in production with a crank start is that the what? uh the like the, the truck was their, their thing? van thing yeah yeah i didn't know they still made that yeah they still do i see it on garage 54 every now and again oh they're great this is my favorite my favorite current production russian brand is uaz but oh now, God. great oh, they news. they do the crank start because it, it's Russia, a, it's yeah, too in, cold. In okay. Siberia, yeah, because the batteries <laughs> freeze up. Um, now, you can get a UAZ in America now. Oh. I, I don't know if I want a new Oz. I want one. Um, <laughs> it's called the UAZ Patriot, ironically. Uh, this is clearly marketed to Trumpists because That is clearly Russian. a General Motors vehicle. No, it's, it, it, it is entirely a Russian-designed vehicle, actually. Uh, why does it have a Chevrolet Equinox steering wheel from 2010? Listen, it's Russian-designed. I never said that it was all their own intellectual property. It's Russian-designed. Okay. <laughs> but all right. <clears throat> it's actually a pretty cool truck. And knowing, um, and knowing UAZ, I'm seeing a solid rear axle. I'm saying, yeah, this thing is utilitarian. This is going to be a real truck. <laughs> uh, what this is going to be is it's going to be a budget G- like G-Wagon. Basically. Is it going to be as good as a Jimny, though? Mm, well, it's going to be... It has a solid front axle, too. It costs $27,000. Oh. I want this. This is a perfect off-road vehicle. You can get it as a pickup or as a, as a wagon. And it's coming to America. It's going to be uh, called the Bremach Patriot. Um, oh, it's not even going to be called an Uwaz? Well, they, yeah. Or, sorry, it's going to be called the Bremach Taos. T-A-O-S. <laughs> Taos. That's not going to sell well. <laughs> they really should just call it the Patriot. Well, no, they can't call it the Patriot because of the G Patriot. <sighs> Stupid trademarks. Also, it's Russian. Calling it the Patriot after the Trump administration would be able to... <laughs> Is it going to come as a manual? Uh, they have a manual in the picture. I see that. Is it going to be sold here as a manual? I don't know. Because if so, we don't get the Jimny. Can you uh, go back to the actual... Uh... Oh! That's bad. There's an automatic transmission variant. Honestly, it looks great. Yeah, if we can get a manual. Can, but here, control F and then type in manual. Oh, a manual gear. It's an option. Manual. This is the perfect vehicle. 2021 car of the year. Car of the year, 2021. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. This is going to be so cool. This is just a Jimny we can have. Yeah, I want to know when it comes here. Like, I absolutely want this. Okay, I like it now. So it's uh, entering the market is the 2022 Bremont Teos. So that's the name of it. I have never... So rebadge it as an Uaz Patriot. Yeah. You know what? It's also an Asian car, so I can still be a fan of it because I feel weird. Who makes it? Uh, 
UAZ. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Oh, the Brio. Interesting. That's Isn't that like an truck. old Hewlett Packard like netbook? It was also a uh, wooden train set that I had as a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, yep. that's right. They still make. They also had Brio blocks Is too. There three locking diffs. Yeah. I love this. That looks so fun. This looks great. What's the thing? Is like, I've been a fan of Russian cars forever, and nobody's understood two it. Two locking dips. Oh, it's two. Head has but, e- eaten axles though. This is gonna be. It's gonna be pretty good. So I've been a fan of Russian cars for a long time, and people don't understand why I like Russian cars, because Russian roads are like off-roading in America. Oh yeah. So your car has to be like just stout as hell. And usually, a lot of the good Russian cars are not down kits of other cool cars no. because they couldn't afford to actually design them. So they would just like take a Fiat and turn it into a Lada, or they would take a Ford, like a 1950s Ford, and turn it into a Gaz Volga. And then you had these great vehicles that were made forever. Yep. They're awesome. And it's not just Russian cars. It's all the Soviet cars because you had the Tatra, which was always cool all the way till their death. Tatra you had the was very FSO cool. Polonez, which yep. everybody sleeps on. It was a rear-wheel drive five-door hatch. It was so cool. And FSO it was, was manual cool only. Like, oh, FSO yeah. was cool as fuck. <laughs> like, there's so many great Russian cars. And the fact that I can buy one legally in America, brand new with a warranty. And a manual. I am I'm so excited. It's a French kiss. Or a, a chef's kiss. That. That's it what has it two so solid excited. axles. It's, yes. man, it's a Jimny that we can buy. I'm so excited. And yeah, it, I'm going to have to put that on uh, oh, this. Yeah. Yes. yes, and it gets a gigantic four-cylinder engine. You know how I feel about big-ass four-cylinders. 2.7-liter four-cylinder that makes 150 horsepower. Smash yeah. it. It's going to last until the end of time. Oh, I'm so excited for this. <clears throat> and you know what? I, it will probably um, be very sketchy as far as safety oh, goes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's Russian. And yeah, no, it's... It's Russian. It's just but, a lot of underneath, really. It's just but a, it's a It doesn't matter. I want badges. this so bad. I would die happy in this car. <laughs> well, I think that might be a solid contender for our 2021 also, car. Also, it has a Wi-Fi. Great. I don't care about the Wi-Fi. But, I mean, it's that's the thing. Is it's got all, like, the bougie little Great, so maybe it'll nice sell to things. Karen's. Yeah. Well, it's got all the bougie nice things because this is the car that oligarchs use for going on hunting excursions. Mm. Now, anyway... <laughs> Let's move forward now that we've been It's excited. the overfinch for Russia. Yeah, it is. It's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> All right. One last thing before we call it for 198. Um, I have an old Mercedes, kind of, and it has an engine swap in it. And I saw this, and I thought it was interesting. This is a Janna car, because that's a Fintail Mercedes. It is. It, well, yeah, it's a Fintail. I think it's, it's a Fintail. Fintail. Yeah. yeah, it's a 220D. So it's a 190D. Oh, 190. Um, Sorry. But anyway, the reason why I bring this up, a, it's an old Mercedes, and those are cool. Also, but, it's pre-facelift, because it's still the turn signals up in the, by the A-pillar. Yeah, that's got to be early 60s. Mm, yes, the ones that you are... You could bring this to back to the 50s. Yeah, the ones that are were... That's probably drive, a 62 or a 63. Yeah, the ones that you could take to back to the 50s had that. The ones that did not have that would not be eligible for back to the 50s. I still don't like the gauge cluster, but that's neither here nor there. The gauge cluster is my favorite part. I really hate it. Anyway. Uh, So this car, the reason why I bring it up is it has a BMW M20 B25 under the hood. I saw that and it's got a bunch of Mercedes logos. They shaved all the ridges and BMW logos off and then they wrote Mercedes Benz and put a Mercedes logo on it. And like, it's really cool, but like, why would you not just use an M103? I think those must just be physically larger engines, and this fits like better. I feel like this, yeah, this probably fits a little bit better. And the in, also, the injection to be honest, is easy. the injection's way easier. And parts availability. I'm confident about it because nobody yeah. makes stuff for them one three because they don't need it. And well, M20s are getting getting there too. But anyway, this also has a hairdryer on it. Uh, it's it's cool. I, I like weird engine swaps. This is great. And I it's, love it. it's off brand, but like this is an engine that I have familiarity with. There's one sitting in an engine bay down there, and I think it's a great choice. How much would pain the ass with the swap be? Not at all. Uh, the the worst part of the swap is it clearly has a ZF4 HP22 automatic gearbox behind oh. it. I see a dipstick back there. So I see. Uh, it's an auto, which is dumb because these engines were paired with some of the best manual transmissions, which are easily accessible, ever made. So, I don't like that. So, but now we know that they fit in here. Yeah, so I, I would still, if, we'll see what happens in the springtime with Blubsky. Well, but if, hang, if, hang, if hang, it does get written over to me. You. Gianna mm. wants one of these for back to the 50s. Oh, I mean, oh, the, the 190D will run. Well, I'm just saying if I find one that 
it doesn't have an engine or some reason. The engine has otherwise a, been removed. A two twenty gas or something that's gonna be just destroyed. So yes, yeah. no, this would be super easy. Yeah, that'd be a really good. Spot. They're like they're like three wires to make them run. God damn it! Eighties BM- <laughs> BMW fuel injection is just like yeah, you can just do whatever. You really want this Mercedes? <laughs> this thing's perfect. If also, I, it's got y'all headlights because I see that's got y'all bulbs in there. French. Gotta be French. <laughs> <laughs> Baguette. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. And it, it gets me thinking, you know, what do I do with Blubsky if I end up with it? And I think the answer is BMW M60. So Yeah, I think it's a good one. It's way gotta to be it. a V eight. I really wish I could stomach a straight six, but it's gotta make V eight noises. It's gotta make V eight noises or V twelve noises. You need a V twelve would be cool, but you need you need more than There's no easy way to get a V twelve running in that. You, car. you need more than seven cylinders. Yeah, it'll be a V8. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, and I, yeah, honestly, I would consider the 3 liter, too, because, like, I don't care if it's not that fast. I the, just the want it to make V8? the noise. Yeah. They made a 3 liter V8. Yeah, 94, 95. Mm. How does it, it sound? Is that flat plane? Or is it no, it's, plane? it's a cross plane. And it's just, it kind of sounds weird as hell. I know, it sounds, it sounds cool. But they revved to, like, 7200 RPM. That would be great. Yeah. I think a three-liter V8 would be the and engine to put in there. Dirt cheap because nobody gives a shit about I the five thirty. I think you should do that. You should absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll see. If I that. if I end up with Blubsky and it doesn't get sold off, I'll probably do. You an should M60. absolutely put an M60 in that because that'd be a perfect engine. That'd be hilarious. And you know, it'll do this and it'll run, and I have a manual behind it. And actually, I, I will say the current powertrain has been dead reliable. Oh, good. Even with That's the mega squirt. First for them. And the questionable transmission the transmission i'm not even talking about that we're not gonna talk about that but the engine itself with the mega squirt that i built is it has never failed to start ever there you go so, so you could you could probably somebody will buy that swap and put it in their 115 i don't care but or yeah. just have a, a surprisingly fast and extremely reliable 560 sec yeah, but I mean the the engine and the EFI stuff would all go together. So people, sure, yeah, if you buy a 420 with a bad CIS and throw this yeah. in there, perfect. Yeah, that'd be a very very cool swap for somebody that wants to make like a modern version of a Koenig Specials wide body. Yeah, because you can buy all the Koenig Specials parts and you just need to put a wild engine into it to match. Just and have that's something a wild that makes engine. yeah, it bolts in and it makes power. Yeah, that's exactly and what that would do. And it starts. Yeah, and it sounds like the tits. Yeah, it does sound so good. It sounds amazing. <laughs> and I think it would sound pretty good even still. So anyway, that's the end of 198. We will catch you guys next week. 199, the last of the 100s. I know. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.